What's going on, everybody? Your boys are back on it. This is Long Island Gaming League Podcast. Hope everybody's out there staying safe in our cold weather out here in Long Island. This damn snow that doesn't end. Uh, we're back on it again for another episode, uh, bi-weekly episode, although we had another little episode, a little special gift that we gave to you guys in between that we just posted up. But uh, we're back into it uh, with another co-host and another new guest. I want to introduce you guys, my uh, interim co-host, Brian the Wolf. Brian, what is going on, brother? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going really good. You know, like you said, there's a lot of snow. I'm not in Long Island, but Indiana is, we got a lot of snow today, and it was just crazy. You know, a lot of accidents going on. But hey, yeah, you mentioned we got a new guest, and we got our new guest, Dom Oderson. Dom, how are you feeling today? How are you doing, my man? I'm great. I'm great surviving the cold up here on Long Island, man. That's for sure. Yeah, this, this stuff, it seems like it's a never-ending winter after so many winters with nothing. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Yeah, but at least Miami's having that heat wave right now, so. Ah, screw Miami. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real, though. So, let's start this off. Let everybody know a little bit more about yourself for all those out there that don't know you or haven't had too much into who you are. Let everybody know who you are, man. Yeah, so I'm Dom Odinson, the Great Dom Odinson, as my co-host would say. I'm half of the Bush Bros. Uh, started Twitch streaming about going on next month. will be six months. Um, been playing video games pretty much my entire life growing up. I mean, just like everybody has. I used to play competitively way before it was even a thing when Counter-Strike 1.5 was out. You know, 1.6 that's- to 1.5. 1.5, 1.5. And even before that, before it was even in 1.5 and was a thing, you know, uh, I was also in my early teens back then. There I go dating myself. But, you know, uh, did that, lived a rock star life, kind of, uh, worked construction, and then went into the military for the early 2010s. And then did a tour, came back, and then, you know, started working DJing again as well. And then the pandemic happens, so you have to adapt and survive, right? So I started up Twitch streaming and building a brand called The Bush Bros. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. We mainly play first-person shooters, mainly Warzone, because of that, you know, competitive edge. And we've been doing that. I started playing last March when everything got shut down. And... It's been going really, really well. I mean, the game, not so much, but like right. as far as playing in the circuit, it's been quite an absolute roller coaster of emotions for sure. You know, uh, did a couple of tournaments and stuff like that, placed pretty high, but didn't take home that, that bag, so to speak. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's definitely a dope experience to uh, re engage into my, my nerd self and my nerd life and get to share it with everybody else you know i'm, I'm a performer by nature without a doubt um imagine i mean i, I you, you you touched a little bit close to heart when you came to the counter-strike it's not if it, if you see that there hasn't been that many um guests that we've had that started 
the same place that I did. So that, that touches me personally. I mean, I started the same thing. I started actually 1.6 had just finished and source had just came out. So I came, okay. I, okay. I came into CSGO a little bit later, but I was already in the gaming. You know, I, I my thing was like uh, unreal tournaments and you know, it was okay. All right. Yeah. I feel you on that. I mean, I left the PC life after like right before CSGO came out. And then I just started gaming on console because everybody was able to afford a console. True. And for you to sit there and upgrade a PC constantly and be on PC, it's a completely different dynamic. And I love PC. Don't get me wrong. Like they're still running the show with everything. However, for me to casually game at that point in my life with everybody else, I had to go back to console. You know, I'm sure. That that was the same thing as me. I jumped. I I jumped to console probably when PS2 came out. So I'm guessing, yeah, that's around the same time. I I was still in it in the PC when Go came out, but it, it you know it it didn't feel the same for me being that I was so competitive in Source and then 1.6. So I I jumped out of it a little bit, but I know a lot of people right. kept on growing. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a pretty wild. I mean, like. My experience with Counter-Strike and playing in that circuit was being in this clan and me being, you know, 13 years old at the time. Like, this is the crazy part about the whole gaming and where we're at now compared to earlier on in my life and everything, right? So these kids that I was clanned up with, uh, one of them couldn't make it and they were going to, like, a Vegas, like, LAN. Like, they would, they would go to Vegas They'd all link up and like top team would earn like f five grand for their team, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, for that whole tournament, everybody would bring their rigs there, go right. set up. It was before everybody, like sponsorships, anything like that was in place, right? Sure. So one of the kids couldn't make it and they were like, hey man, we know that you're a little bit younger than us, but you're part of the clan and you hold it down. Like, how would it be for you would you want to come to Vegas with us and make some money playing video games? So I'm, I'm like 13 years old. I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, you mean I can make money playing video games? What is that? And uh, of course, you know, in, in true New York fashion, right? Yeah. Go, go to the dad, and, you know, hey, hey dad, uh, you know, do you mind if I go to Las Vegas to go play video games with my friends for money? And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah get right on that right after you mow the lawn and uh go to work like you're right. supposed to, you know but those guys wound up taking second place and they all made two g's a piece you know like so that was like my first introduction into that competitive circuit before it even blew up mainstream the way it is now like it's completely wild and incredible to see the growth that video games as a whole narrative has grown, especially even in the just past three years, you know, it's such a junior market, you know, it's, it's so it, it's still in its infant stage of growth after all these years of all of us growing up playing video games. And like, you know, I'm sure you guys have relationships just like how everybody else has relationships, especially now at COVID, you know, you meet a certain group of dudes when you're playing online, you're like, oh man, like, and then you start playing with them, you get really friendly. Like, you know, my streaming partner, I met through one of my old roommates from the military and we've never physically met in real life, but we are essentially 
our, our relationship has grown so big and over us playing together in Warzone, we created the Bush Bros. You know, we had a lot of influence from a lot of people that we played with that pushed us to get to that streaming point. But like, we've never physically met because he lives in Cali and I'm in New York, you know? So it's East Coast, West Coast. We get our little gems in at each other, so to speak, but also at the same time, like that dynamic and just, it's incredible how gaming also brings about that social aspect and fills that social void, especially during COVID times when we're also being safe, quarantining and doing all of our things. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, it's wild. Absolutely wild. Oh, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, well, you have that same feeling, Brian, what he has in terms of the COVID and, 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 and the gaming world and the way things change so much? Or you got a different view on that? Well, you know, me being a, not to be rude, but a way younger person, I'm not as, you know, in the age as you guys are. So I like, me, um, I was never introduced to CSGO when it was like, you know, the golden days back then. Mm-hmm. I, I was introduced to just consoles. I had so many friends that just had consoles. And like, I would go over to the house and like, oh, let's play, you know, Modern Warfare 2. It was a console game, man. You know, there were so many console games and I never grew up. I never even knew computers were able to use, like were used for video games. And, you know, I, I didn't find out till you know, a few years back when I started PC gaming. So, like, I don't have that, you know, the same view change, viewpoint change of, you know, gaming from back then to this now. Because all I see is the the generations of consoles upgrading. And now I'm, I'm in the loop of PC gaming. And I don't know, there's, they're still upgrading those. And then you hear that PC gaming is way better than Xbox or, or console gaming because... Um, it's different. You know, it's not that yeah, it's, it's, it's way worse. different. It's just, it's a total different animal. You can't compare. Dude, yeah. the community is absolutely incredible, as toxic as anything else. I feel like console is definitely way more toxic because yes. it's more available. However, like in the PC realm, everybody's got a microphone. Mm-hmm. Everybody will talk, no matter if it's going to be toxic or not. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it, it's two completely different realms, and the fact that they're like inter locking everything right now is also an incredible feat you know with cross-platform play and everything like that like just even being able to be like oh hey you know i know you're a playstation fan uh i'm an xbox head let's meet in warzone you know what i'm saying like you can do that now compared to you know even five years ago not even it's, it's incredible. I just wish that it would be more games available cross-play than just what you have right now. I think it would make things a little bit more interesting. I, th- I think they should start jumping, like, you know, you got the racing games and fighting games. I think they should start getting a little bit more into that. I mean, it's not just the first-person shooters. I mean, it, it, it the world needs a little bit more cross-play in everything. It's just... Oh, I agree completely, 110%, for sure. I think they're just getting their feet wet and dabbling with it to see what kind of market value that'll hold for them. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think business moves. I mean, PC destroys the consoles in terms of first person shooters, hands down. But I think that the consoles can win a little bit of an edge if they go into, into, 
you know, other realms like the racing or the fighting games just because of how simple the controls are compared to fighting game. You want, like a shooting game, you want something that you, you actually don't want something very simple. You want to have those extra buttons to do the extra moves, to do the extra side steps and stuff like that you can't do on a controller, although when you go to fighting and, and, and racing, you want it as simple as possible. So, you know, it's, it, it, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, I, I, I mean, I picked up, I splurged and I picked up, um, an Xbox elite controller, hmm. um, like a year ago. And I, I was like, I'm not using those paddles. No way. Yo, I can't play without the paddles anymore exactly. at all. Whatsoever. <laughs> Whatsoever. You know, they they add such an advantage to my movements, especially in Warzone, like without a mouse and keyboard, because mouse and keyboard, you're, you're dominating in first person shooters because you don't got to worry about that recoil joystick control. You're you're on a mouse. And that's also coming from that Counter-Strike perspective, yep. you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes it easier, but I mean it's this is talking they're talking a guy that was on pc that went to console and now went back to pc so I, I i've seen both sides and everything you know i went from the hard to the easy to the hard and it's just i i prefer the hard to the easy it's just it's, that's how it is a lot of people don't like the transfer they don't they can't oh, make yeah. it they can't make the switch it's too many yeah i'm definitely one of those people really (laughs) yeah because like i said i grew up you know with consoles so i was used to um you know using that joystick and then when i got into pc gaming you know i was trying to control recoil and then learn movements it was just so much different because you're using your hands are so far separated now your fingers aren't doing like you know same position or same movement and it's just everything the 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 change and from going to controller to uh, mouse and keyboard was so hard for me and like i can say it now going like so my um, Bruno knows this, but Dom, uh, my laptop broke, so I, okay. I, have, I haven't been able to be, like PC game. So right. my brother gave me his console for a short amount of time, and you know he comes by every once in a while, and he's like, "Hey, you know, let's hop on Bo2." And Bo2 on Xbox One, you know, isn't mouse and keyboard compatible, so I can't. Right. I, I'm like I'm trying to keep up with him because he's been gaming con- with with controller his, his entire life you know he's older than me too oh, so yeah. he's just he's you know he's used to it and he, like every other game he's like hey i'll one you and do this like sure but you'll beat me like no matter what because i'm not used <laughs> to controller anymore right so it's just like that change from mouse and keyboard to controller and then you know going or vice versa it's just completely it's, it's hard it's hard to adjust to oh dude i dabble listen there's times where I'm like, ah, I'm just going to, because I use my laptop for streaming, right? So I'll be like, ah, you know what? I still have CSGO on it. It's still functional enough to where I can run CSGO on it with no problems. So I'm like, ah, you know what? What's, l- let me go in. And then after like three games of me getting shredded, I'm like, and when I get back to mouse and keyboard, we're going to do some work. <laughs> like, Not for sure. That controller life is completely different. I mean, I tried, I I custom built a PC back in 2012. Um, Right as I went into the military, one of my uh, childhood friends growing up helped me build a PC, right? So we built this custom PC, music recording and gaming. That was strictly it, you know? So we based the specs off of that. We got it started going and then battlefield three came out or was out already 
for Xbox 360 and PC as well. And I've been a huge Battlefield head since the original 1942, way back when it Battlefield as an electronic arts production wasn't even a thing. It was dice. Yep. It was their first game ever. Wait, you mean I could fly planes? You mean I could drive tanks? You mean I could do everything, including being a soldier? I'm with it, right? So Battlefield 3 first came out, and there was the Modern Warfare edition of it to where it was Modern War uh, weapons and everything like that. So I was like hooked right off the bat. And then he also wound up gifting me a copy. And I was like, dude, like, I appreciate you. He's like, dude, just get on, plug your controller into the USB. You'll be all right. And then just use the controller because I was like, I haven't played. I was like, you know what? I'm going to use mouse and keyboard. But when I tell you there's so many keys for Battlefield or a first-person shooter setting now. Too many. Compared to Counter-Strike. Oh, my God, bro. Yeah. I was lost in the sauce. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use the controller. And it's cool, bro. Like, that's how a game. Because it wasn't cross-platform yet either. So the only way I could game with him was on my PC, which was fantastic, you know. But that mouse and keyboard game definitely takes a minute to get used to. I mean, I have friends that are locally on Long Island that are streamers as well, where they just started playing Valorant, which is a mix between Counter-Strike and I say Harry Potter because of all the magic stuff in it. (laughs) Um, Not really my personal forte with spells and like, that kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are into it, and a lot of people are like, "Yeah, if you want to have, if you want to have a good day, Rune, just play Valorant for one match." And I'm like, "Why do you guys play this game?" And they're like, "Nah, it's cool. I like it." And I'm like, "All right, cool." And it's then- up and coming. It's it's an up. It's actually the the probably the next esports game coming. That's up. what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's what I hear. Yep, a lot I of mean- the guys from CS:GO are transferring over to 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 some of the big top guys are retiring from CSGO to start playing Valorant. They already have teams and everything. So it's, Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I mean, when, when I watch the streams and I watch the layout, I'm like, this is counter-strike except, you know, you got magic spells and stuff. Like each character has their own little element, which yep. is dope. You know, it's a cool different variation of a game that we all grew up playing essentially, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, he was like, ah, I'm going to put down the controller and I'm just going to use mouse and keyboard and like watching him stream and play for the first like couple of weeks of him trying to get it right. I was like, man, I know that pain. I know that struggle. And he's like, bro, this is the worst. I can't, I can't deal. And I was like, just keep at it. You know what I'm saying? Like mess with the sensitivities, feel where you're moving with your map. Like I was like, and once you get that down, you'll be all right. You'll be good. You know? Like, uh, that's what I'll encourage everybody that's ever going to hop over into PC life or mouse and keyboard because it's compatible with uh, uh, Xbox. I don't know if it is with PlayStation as far as like Modern Warfare goes and, and the new Call of Duty and any first person shooter that's out nowadays. But I know Xbox allows it. Um, just keep up that grind, you know, work on that sensitivity work on those keystrokes with that left hand and then it'll all just be i don't know if you can keybind in valorant though either because i was asking him about it the other day and i was like yo when when you're buying your loadouts like when i used to play counter-strike to make it easier for you you could go on the options and set it up to where no. i want i use this loadout can't do it 
No, you can't. Ooh. You have, it's it's Ooh. it's the same way as CS:GO in terms of you have to build up your money to be able to unlock, not unlock, but be able to buy the special guns. But there's no key. You can't key bind like that. You literally have to go with the mouse and pick it. I'm so glad somebody knew what I was talking about instead of blowing off the ancient textbook of dust and going, all right, cool, man. Nah, I know what you mean. I feel, I, feel, I, I, feel, I felt the pain of that at the beginning until I figured out about binds. But with Valorant, there's no binds. You have to literally go with the mouse, pick it. Walk. I mean, they also give them a decent amount of time, too, setting up before a match, right? Yes. Yeah, they give like 30 seconds before a match. I oh, be, I'm, good. I'm a Valorant gamer. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I, I didn't even know that there was a thing where you can, you know, um, what's it called? Put keybind, you know, to buy you know, a certain weapon, right? So in Counter Strike, that's how it used to be, right? So in Counter Strike, you have anywhere, whatever the matches were set to, it could be anywhere between thirty seconds, ten seconds, to just okay, boom, you're in. Let's go. Yep. Like you didn't even have when you were buying, people were running around the map already. So if you didn't keybind you were behind and you were just clicking away and some dude was already traveling to the spawn to drop you because they were already key bound up and ready to go. So all you had to do was like, okay, uh, B would be an assault rifle and a desert Eagle handgun. You know, I, I would just key bind that or N or M on my keyboard so that when I had enough money, I just hit that button. Boom. My loadout is already there and I just continue moving. So you had that competitive edge. Well, you had the defaults, which was one, which was one to go into the guns, one three, one two, two three, two four. Yeah, memorize that too. Yeah, you know, I remember. I remember. I I got one point that I learned. I was like, people were looking at me playing when it came to the buy point. I would let go of the mouse, two hands on the keyboard, one two one three. They're like, what the hell are you doing? I says, look at my loadout. You're still buying. I'm done. I'm ready. Yo, that's it. B13, B15, uh -huh. B24, and then B72 to get that Kevlar and helmet or whatever it was. You know, like <clears throat> if you had any extra money left over, you get that defusal kit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's pretty much it. Like it was just you have those, and like that's that old school mind, uh, old, quote unquote old school. You know what I'm saying? Like for us when, when it's gaming now like like even when warzone right because that's all essentially i've been playing because of streaming and, and everything like that and creating content so like even when before they push cold war to be a melting pot with modern warfare like we were sitting there and we were like do we buy do we buy cold war do we not like what do we do and you know, we waited till it was on sale. And we're like, all right, you know, we got to see what the new content. And we were trying the new guns and we were like speculating. My partner called the Diamatis, the pistols, and I called the DMR-14 out. And I was like, this thing's going to slap. Like the FAL used to be like a huge go-to rifle, single shot. Like I have a feeling this is going to be not a meta, but it's going to be a destroyer of lives. And now... Like, thankfully, the meta's not there anymore. But for, I'd say, a solid month and a half, two months, all Warzone was, was literally a DMR and either the MAC-10 or dual Diamantes. That was it. That was it. That's all people would use. 
And it essentially, like, the way that they have their skill-based uh, matchmaking for the game itself is pretty wild too, right? So now all, it, all these kids that played using the DMR-14, uh, you know, marksman rifle and the MAC-10 or the dual Diamatis, their KDs went through the roof. So now when I'm in my platinum and diamond lobbies, I'm playing against kids who should still be in like the bronze lobbies because their KD went through the roof with the DMRs. Now it's try the game is trying to like correct itself a little bit, but these kids still wind up in our lobbies. So it becomes a camp fest rather than an all out war with PC guys, pretty much like dudes wouldn't really be camping dudes would be maneuvering and they'd be doing their thing and, and rotating in circle and, and you'd have your firefights along the way and it was great but now it's just at first you couldn't move when the dmrs because everybody had a dmr and it was who could see who first and that's who was winning that firefight right and now it's kind of eased up people are really back to sniping but now because you know nobody can essentially hang in the melting pot of Warzone, in the lobbies that they got bumped up to because they were using this meta. Now it's just all over the place, Camp Fest, and kind of kind of ruins the gameplay, but also at the same time, it makes you as a competitive gamer think outside the box, right? So you have to figure out, is this engagement worth it? Uh, should we even bother pushing this building? If we do, what do we have in tow that'll help us secure what we want to secure, you know? Um, yeah, Warzone's been an absolute wild ride. Good and bad, for sure, when it comes to modern era games, so to speak, right? Because you got Warzone, Valorant, and people have been playing Tarkov lately too, right? Oh, that's Bruno. Bruno's that's, all that's, about Tarkov. That's my that's my creme of the creme right there. I I was a Warzone boy, and I got pissed off when the whole like you were saying the whole the, the, the whole DMR, DMR shit came in, and I'm like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm yep. out. I I jumped ship. I went uh, not jump ship, but I stepped away from Warzone for a while, and I started dedicating myself to streaming my Tarkov and getting better at that. Right, I mean, right, right, right. I try to get back into it. it, it it's a Call of Duty. I mean, right. it's still there and all that. It's just, it doesn't feel the same because you know that all these people that you're playing against at higher levels, like all my, my stats are like top three, top four, top five, top six. I know I'm playing against people that should be like bottom 10, bottom 20, but just because of the whole before the nerf. They they went through the roof and I gave up because I know what the you all you 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 spawn and you're dead you spawn and you're dead you get shot from somewhere you get stupid stuff it's like oh it's yeah it. it's not worth it oh yeah listen like we take breaks I mean when we're not streaming because essentially our content that we create is through Warzone right so we take breaks and like when we got to mellow out like I recently introduced my streaming partner to Battlefield Four. I mean, the game is almost 10 years old at this point, and it still has servers running, and it's still – the mechanics are blocky as hell, right? They just – you're moving, and it's just horrible compared to what you have now. <laughs> I, I, but, like, still the vehicle 
aspect of that warfare is is really really incredible still 10 years later it still hangs you know which is incredible compared to most games that came out over the past decade as far as first person shooters go because i mean pubg set it off with the battle royale fortnite you know you had that cartoony takeoff and they skyrocketed through the roof i couldn't get into fortnite it is what it is you know um and that's just personal preference but also at the same time like when you think of like a military-esque first-person shooter what do you really have nowadays aside from warzone because black ops didn't perform as well as they wanted it to you should try tarkov i gotta get a pc for tarkov that's the only problem yeah, but I mean, if you do get a PC, um, if you, being that you do, do come from the military background, I swear to God, you will love the game. It's, it's, tactically, it's the same thing. It's, if, being that you were deployed, and you were probably in, a, in like, the urban situations and stuff like that, it's, hands down, the same thing. It's beautiful, the way they made oh, the yeah. game. And it's still a beta. And it's been a beta for like a year and a half now, and it's still going to be a beta for the while because they're making the game perfect. Okay. All right. I'll take that. I like when actual programmers take their time instead of pre-releasing their their new games to everybody and making them pay full price for like, a beta. Like the whole cyberpunk situation. <laughs> like uh, Black Ops, cyberpunk, uh, <laughs> any AAA title that's been going out nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, let's that that's a rabbit hole right there. No, y'all, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a bad one right there. That, that that cyberpunk thing, they made such a big deal about it, and then when it came out, everybody like, you know, they felt like they got stabbed in the back with that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know what it is is they get pushed because the big guys, the suits up top, are pushing go yo we got to get this out we got to make money we got to make money let's go we're anticipated like let's do it and we're not ready to do it and then they're like yo put it out anyway people still buy it and then power of the people like literally had that game removed off of marketplaces because it was that bad like it's what i love man like we the people are able to not dictate so to speak but we can control the outcome of what we deserve for being a paying patron to you know uh the corporate america triple a title guys that are putting out games you know we're using our hard-earned money that we're grinding for right and we want to relax and play a game and then you put out a game and you take 60 plus dollars of my money for this game and it's not even finished yet that's like go into a restaurant and they're like oh you ordered the filet mignon potatoes and like dope salad and two sides cool we just got one side for you here you go should fill you right up but you're still gonna pay 50 plus dollars for that plate we'd be like yo wait what like crazy man absolutely crazy and and definitely a huge rabbit hole but like we we the people definitely spoke our minds and got that overturned which i'm happy about like people were able to you know get back their money especially during covid times like you know 
like very, very happy that that turned around. And they were like, yo, all right, cool. Like, we get it. We jacked up. Like, we'll fix our end. Got you. I know, for sure, for sure. Thank, thank God for that. Uh, I didn't go down that hole. It's not my type of game, but I know a lot of people that I know did, and they were pissed off. So, I mean, at least yeah. they did the right thing and turned around. I mean, Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%, you know? Yeah, like you said, especially during COVID time, because they didn't get their money back. A lot of people, you know, who knows how crazy things would have gotten, because, you know, things outside of gaming, you know, things get super out of hand. Oh, for, yeah. Like, the, the smallest little reason. So, imagine, like, the gaming community. Especially, you know, people being very toxic and, you know, we have to calm people. But, you know, who knows what the com- toxic community could have done and what they, you know, would have paid for to happen to, you know, say the, the big companies or the big guys, you know, producing those games. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, like it, it, it all falls into the power of the people, right? Especially that's why like the PC world for gaming is far superior than console players because, you know, they converse all the time. I mean, Reddit's a huge platform. If you want to look up anything as far as a game or look into anything, Reddit will get you almost like real-time comments with everything, right? Or somebody might have an issue in the game that's related to you. like, And other people might have answers or they'll be like, yo, listen, let's do it this way. Reddit is like people communicating is such a beautiful thing and of course you have those trollers you know you're always gonna have those trollers it's the internet you know like it's it's just a wild west of a place still which is crazy you know and and it's just straight facts and that's what makes the whole gaming scenario that we have is absolutely beautiful magnificent and incredible and that's why it's still in its infant stage i mean so is the internet which is awesome too you know, and fortunately for me and you guys and like all of us, you know, we started streaming a passion and we're able to share that with other people and build a community and grow. And it's absolutely beautiful, you know, especially for being an entertainer like myself, between being a musician and a DJ as well. Like I'm able to have a platform and be able to reach people and, you know, make them laugh, make them enjoy, you know, like forget about what's going on in the world because, you know, we all need that time to relax and let go. And then fortunately for us, like our shrub club that we created because with the Bush bros, they're absolutely fantastic. You know, like I love every single one of them, you know, they're absolutely incredible. And just keep that fire for us to keep us pushing to go more. Like, I'm not, I'm a very humble player, so to speak. You know, like, I'm not a top tier player. I'm never going to be like a a ninja. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be a top rated dude. But like, I've looked up my own stats to be like, oh, I wonder where I sit. And like, I'm probably in the top 30% now. But for the longest time, I was in the top. 23% 23% of the world in Warzone, as well as the top 1% for wins overall. And, you know, it fluctuates on where I sit as far as my KD, because I think my KD is all right for a console player, uh, especially the fact that I'm gaming on an OG Xbox One 
And now you have the next gen on top of PC players with all consoles across the board. So you have monitor refresh rates are way better, you know, uh, performance wise on their actual machines are way better and I'm still able to hang. So I'm fortunate enough to where like being passionate about playing games and using my personal experience from like the military and scenarios, like, and able to transfer that into an arcade style shooter it is incredible, you know, and, you know, very blessed and fortunate to have the teammates that I have and you mold that team, right. To get competitive with everything as well. You know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but like those rotations and having that experience is just absolutely incredible. And a lot of people always ask me like, cause I was an infantryman in the army, right. They're always like, yo, don't you get sick of playing like, first person shooters and stuff. And yeah, every now and again, I will, you know, that's, that's true. I'm, I'm a human, but also at the same time, like we'd go out on patrol when we were in country. And then after 10 hours, three days, whatever it was that we were out, we'd come back. First thing we would do after we get a shower, if we got a shower was we would go back to the entertainment tent, you know, and, we roll up and we start playing Call of Duty and everybody else that was like back was like, listen, you guys just got off a of patrol. What are you guys doing playing Call of Duty? We were like 1v1 each other or 2v2 each other, you know? And they'd be like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, yo, listen, we may do it for a living, but like we enjoy it, you know? Like we enjoy that first person shooter aspect. And, and it's super, you know, involving with that and it's it, it builds camaraderie as as much as you get frustrated you know like my channel is definitely 18 or older for sure without a doubt because there's definitely cussing involved however we're all human in our own ways i mean thankfully i don't have my rage moments as much as i you know don't like the dmr but thank god that situation's gone you know <laughs> like other than that, Warzone's been a great <clears throat> meeting ground for meeting new people, you know, and, and branching out and networking and fortunate enough that I can create content that people do enjoy and laugh at. And, and I love bringing that entertainment value to people. Like it's makes me feel good, you know, on top of me feeling good about being able to do my passion. I'm able to share it. Without a doubt, you know, and, and I appreciate y'all, y'all like inviting me on the show and, and talking with you guys. Like I, I saw you guys through Facebook and that's how, you know, we all started conversing and it's really, really cool how you guys are building a community here on Long Island, especially for most people where like, you know, you have people that probably haven't picked up the sticks as I would say, like, in forever and because of covid they started doing it so then now you have people playing madden you have them playing you know all different types of games to unwind from their day in different ways in a safe-esque place and now you guys are helping by providing content for them and also building this community upon like you guys host uh madden tournaments right bi-weekly 
Yes, bi-weekly. Now, last week was a Saturday, yes. That's awesome. That's sick. You know, like, I know a lot of people that play Madden. Dude, I even saw you guys posting about it. Like, I was like, maybe I should play Madden, even though I haven't played Madden since forever. But, like, if it was NFL Blitz, listen, I'd take that, that bag home all day. I'll tell you right now, I would just do the bomb flip and just send it if it was NFL Blitz. But Madden is a completely different beast, you know. Uh, but that's actually really cool that you guys are throwing 20s on for that. And then uh, I, I know you guys were talking about getting into, uh, you know, fighting games like Tekken, mm-hmm. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Like, that's dope, too. You know, not really my forte. I'll definitely get my ass kicked if I showed up to a tournament, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I remember people would I, – I, a couple of my friends that I grew up with used to host Street Fighter tournaments, you know, where you just bring your own controller and, like – if you if you wanted to go, let's go, you know, and you just buy into the tournament and then last the bracket all day. And then if you won, you won. You took home that bag, which is cool, you know. I mean, we're looking to do other tournaments, but right now, like this is like a starter tournament and we're looking into building other tournaments going forward. Other, you know, uh, like we were talking about the fighting games. We're also looking into, you know, sh- you know, call duties and stuff like that. It's just, you know, we're, we're built. We're starting one and we're slowly as we go it, it although we are the game the long island gaming league but it it tournaments are a little new for us so we're still you know getting the feel of how it works so we don't want to just like jump in and have like five or six tournaments and then everything be garbage you know we want to work one and then we're already looking into what's going to be the next type of game or the next game we're going to play and and so on and so forth so that 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 that's what we're trying to do right now but madden because, like you say, you know a lot of people. The truth is being said here in Long Island and and in the area besides Smash Bros and stuff like that, Madden is one of the bigger games that everybody plays. So that you know that was right. That was a no brainer. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, listen, I listen to Gary V. Yes. All the time, I love Gary V. And like one of his biggest things is, and because. You know, like how we were saying before, the infant stage of the gaming community and professional gaming is right now. Like, they're like, is esports going to be a thing? I mean, yo, for the first time in my life, because of COVID, I was watching kids play on ESPN 2K. Yep. And that's how they were deciding games. Like, that is incredible. So, like, as far as the sports markets goes, you know, Gary V even said it himself, like, it's going to be a movement, you know, and that's incredible, man. Like well, I'm he, all about it. He has his feet already in it, so. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, he already I'm sure. he already bought. I, I don't know how. What was the percentage of uh, Minnesota? The Minnesota Call, uh, Call of Duty League team. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I don't that's know good. what was the percentage that he did, but he bought a good percentage of it. He's got like 20, 25 percent. He's like, he, oh yeah, he, he's already in it. Oh yeah. Dude, to hear him talk, he, and he's such a passionate talker, and I love Gary Vee, right? Such a passionate dude, and it's always positive, and it's always healthy, especially when it comes down to when he talks about the video games and that passion behind it. He's like, listen, when it comes to mobile gaming and competitive mobile gaming, like, my kid is literally going to be in school. He's going to go to the bathroom on his way to the bathroom. He's going to grind out some, you know, stages and and get some stuff you know what i'm saying and so it just puts it in a perspective to where it's like 
yo, he's not wrong at all. Like there's so many possibilities on where this can go. And we're only starting to see this movement now, you know, and it's absolutely incredible. It's awesome. I mean, the average guy nowadays is coming home and unwinding and playing video games, you know, and that's also an awesome outlet to, you know, link up with new friendships. Like it's, it's just inspiring and super fuels that passion for me, for sure. It's to like meet new people, create that new vibe and just, you know, send it. And, and that's what, that's what the gaming culture is all about. Like we all got a little bit of nerd in us, no matter what, like if you're a, a, a you know, car junkie where you're all about cars, you know, in and outs of motors and everything like that. And you got people are into movies and they're passionate about acting. And that's beautiful. Like essentially, you know, video games is like this poet had this taboo for the longest time and now it's just like nah like this could be a good thing you know we're still just getting checking the temperature of the water before everybody jumps in and it's super cool and fascinating to watch and unravel especially you know from my point of view and seeing it over the years for sure for sure i mean it's i think everybody has the same 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 uh same opinion in terms of that i think yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, it's been quite the journey so far in my life. I've done a lot of things, and yet here we are. And it's cool, man. Like, it gets me amped up. It gets me riled up, you know? Like, also, so you guys got a sponsorship from Monster for your stuff. That's dope. Like, you guys got that new uh, computer chair where you guys are giving that sweepstakes away, right? You guys are doing yeah, a giveaway with chair. That's awesome. Gaming chairs. So dope. Yeah. So dope, man. I mean, it's 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 a little something something. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It's giving back to a community, you know, that's in its infant stage and growing. And it's absolutely awesome. You know? Like we all start we all have to start somewhere and we all have to grow and move somewhere. You know what I'm saying? And it's just awesome And, and I appreciate y'all for having me on here. Like, it's just dope, man. It's just really dope. It's our pleasure. Yeah. All right. I want to throw in a little curveball. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, we've been talking about one thing. This changes it. Not to be rude. But, you know, we brought up COVID earlier. And I wanted to see, like, you know, Dom, what is, like, do you think COVID, you know, like, brought more viewers to the the entertainers and the, the content creators do you think like because people have been stuck at home do you think like the viewer account for people have maybe uh, skyrocketed or do you think you know it hasn't changed because you know people are doing something else during covid um a little bit of both right so you got to take into account well we got to adapt we got to figure it out and, and you know a lot of people turn to streaming for sure I mean, there's multiple platforms to stream on as well. So you have YouTube gaming, Facebook gaming came out and started, you know, being a thing uh, right before quarantine. 
I mean, COVID definitely helped the streaming world hands down, um, single-handedly, unfortunately, you know, in, in that sense, that's like a, one of the silver linings of COVID. Um, but like you have a bunch of new content creators, you have a bunch of new faces that are definitely on cameras. Um, the main reason why I got into it is because I have a lot of friends that are, you know, that were into it prior to, and they're like, dude, you're really funny. You're really entertaining. Like you should do this. And I was like, man, I just enjoy playing video games. And they're like, yeah, but you're also an entertainer. So like, why not just try it out? And I was like, well, if I'm going to be playing video games anyway, like what's the difference if there's a camera on me or not, you know? And uh, I learned, I learned a lot from, from where I started out, you know, um, and the one way that I started streaming was back in like April of last year. I was like, dude, that's it. We're going to do a trios tournament in Warzone. And it was like with mainland gaming or, you know, one of the other companies that we used. Um, and the rule was at least one person has to stream. So Xbox has a feature. Xbox one had a feature and it still does where you can stream on switch from the console. And it used to be Mixer as well. But of course, we all know Mixer, you know, got the, got that, uh, yank. Bad, but a bad hammer. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they definitely, uh, Microsoft isn't really known for, uh, <laughs> longevity in certain projects that they don't yep. really apply themselves in, uh, which is unfortunate. However, you know, that's, my first stream ever was like back last April because I was in a tournament and, you know, there was no camera, there was no nothing. It was just off my Xbox. And then like July, July is like when my friends finally convinced me to be like, yo, just do it. And I was like, you know what? Why not? So August, I think it was August. I started taking it like seriously. Like I got the camera, I got the ring light, I got, you know, the capture card, like, you know, one of the dudes I grew up with uh, is really good at graphics and, and did all the graphics on my channel and all the animations and stuff like that. Um, he uh, he helped, helped me out greatly. You know, he's been streaming since essentially Twitch was a thing. Like a couple of his buddies are the actual default um emotes that they have on twitch in the chat you know uh, a couple of those founding dudes so to speak and he was friends with them and that was cool like to have somebody with that veteran status so to speak in the world to help guide me through everything and then you know you have a whole bunch of different ways and people being inventive and it's been absolutely uh beautiful to watch man i mean twitch is a, a a rabbit hole just like youtube videos are right so like you people are cooking they're having their own cooking shows you know they they're talking about music producing while they're doing it they're just hanging out just chatting like it's a podcast like the 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 limit is your imagination right and yeah the market may have gotten flooded with con new content creators and stuff However, the longevity of that person actually doing it is going to be that passion behind them and if they're being true to themselves or not. Because eventually, 
everybody's going to see through everything, right? You know? And they're going to see that person for who they are and what they bring to their stream and what they bring as their brand. And eventually, you know, that, that charisma wears off um, because their passion isn't really behind it. And they might just be doing it to do a short game, you know? Um, and that's, that's cool too. That's their deal. You know, like I'm with it. You just have to know yourself in what you want to do and wholeheartedly enjoy what you do. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody wants to be happy, right? So it's a beautiful thing. However, it's a grind on its own, you know, uh, with, I mean, I, I learned how to edit videos and I'm just only getting better at it now, which is a beautiful thing that I've learned. Um, you know, and it adds to your resume and your passion but you just got to be in it to put that work in, you know? So like I said, people, the market did get flooded and so to speak with, with COVID um, and it gives people a new chance, a new outlet. I mean, people could have started streaming that didn't even know that this was a thing and they didn't know what video games were. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're hooked which is its own beautiful thing and brings another player to the table, you know, somebody who became, became passionate about something that they had no idea about and just opened up a new door in their life to, to this nerd life, so to speak, which is also incredible too. So, I mean, yeah, there's downsides to it. However, at the same time, like, you know, it, it's, been a wild ride and watching everything go on is also also been a beautiful thing to watch you know because people are getting super inventive with everything too you know i know for sure i mean there's always going to be there's always going to be although this it's something old there's always going to be somebody trying to bring something new to the table i mean oh of course of course i mean listen like yo if you started it to just make money like that's cool. That's a, in my personal opinion, that's a short game because at the end of the day, like, what are you going to bring to the table? You know, like, but I mean, that's, that's your choice and what you want to do. Right. Like at the end of the day, if you're going to be fully involved into a lifestyle that you want and you're passionate about it and you're doing something that you thoroughly enjoy slash love, in, in the words of Gary V, triple down on that, man. Triple down on what you're good at. What you're not good at, you either work on in the downtime or you just say, yo, listen, I'm okay at that, but I'm really good at this, so let's go. I mean, that's why I play first-person shooters. You know, I'm decent at first-person shooters. That's one of my strong suits for sure. You're not going to see me playing Minecraft. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, maybe I'll do a Minecraft stream because I'll be frustrated and then get killed by toxic toddlers as well, you know, and, and it is what it is. It's a vibe, you know, but you don't know until you try something, right? You know. Yeah, I actually explained something like that earlier. So I was streaming and uh, I, I wasn't getting any viewers, you know, and then at one point, like two viewers popped in and one of them asked like, hey, uh, you know, how long have you been streaming for? I said, oh, you know, I started you know, back in like maybe 2017, 
And you know, I took a break and I, I hopped in like a, a year ago. So sort of say four years I've been streaming. <laughs> right. And and the person, the, the viewer, they asked, wow, like, don't you get burnt out? And I was like, you know, there are some days I do, but you know, oh, I'm not doing sure. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not doing this, you know, to try to make money, you know. And I explained to them the reason I started like, you know, streaming was to try to build a, a community because I, 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 I'll, I'll explain this here on the podcast as well. Uh, when I game, I usually game by myself. I'm always, I'm always playing multiplayer and online, but right. I'm always by myself. I'm playing solos or just, you know, just, you know, having fun with myself, you know, trying to escape the world, you know, all the stress, COVID, work, school, you know. Of course, of course. And, I, you know, I, I explain to them, you know, I'm not doing this to get rich. And if I do, you know, not become rich, you know, but if I, you know, say make profit off it, I'll be grateful for that. You know, 100%. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge benefit to my life. But I started because I want, I just wanted a community that I can talk to. You know, people that I can talk to while I'm gaming. You oh, know, maybe yeah. maybe in that community, you know, play with those people as well. Because you know, if if they're gonna support me, you know, might as well, you know, let them have a benefit. You know, you know, being able to play with someone that they support. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just started what well, we're going to be starting, um, I believe, this Saturday or next Saturday. I have to talk to my partner. But, like, I had to learn about Google Docs. Like, we're going to have a sign-up for our shrub club to where our supporters are able to sign up and we're going to be dropping with them in Warzone. You know, unfortunately, you only have four-man teams, essentially, max, which is you know, the way the game is. So like we've had a steady, ro- I've had a steady rotation of people since I started playing Warzone. You know, sometimes the play styles run their timing, you know, or, you know, sometimes over time, the chemistry just dwindles down or even like, yep, we just have different schedules. So we're not going to be able to drop together, you know, and it it it, it, it is what it is. You know, but to create a community and give back, absolutely. I mean, that's what we're looking forward to doing on top of like, you know, like you said, like, you know, if we could create a community, because the whole part of that community is because we wanted to enjoy something that we're passionate about and share it. And we have people to share it with because we want to, yo, nobody's online. Hey, anybody online? You could hit the discord now. You know, you no longer got to go on Reddit or, or you know, and do like Warzone uh, missed interactions or, 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 or uh, missed connections because that was a thing on Craigslist for a minute, right? So they took it, put a funny spin on it for Warzone. And it's like, hey, your gamer tag was this. We, we dropped it this time. Let me know if you're around. And then that's how people were meeting each other through Warzone was the Warzone misconnections. Very funny to read too. Um, But like, once you start building a community, it's like, listen, like, you know, our people in our shop club, like if they're playing and they need somebody, they'll reach out and they'll be like, yo, is anybody around to play? And then people are like, yo, let's go. And you're creating these friendships and these bonds, especially in a time where we can't physically hang out. And it's, it's magical because at the end of the day, we're all not alone. There's similar people like us out there. You know, we sometimes have to work to find it. But if you're looking, you'll find it. 
you know, you just got to put yourself out there, so to speak. And it, it's been a beautiful ride, you know? Yeah, especially during COVID times. Oh, you know, for sure. You, yeah, you want to be able to, you're like, you're not able to hang out with the friends you used to be able to because, you know, like, so for me, now I'm, 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 my friends are teenagers, you know, we need permission, you know, to go out and do whatever we want. Right, right, right. So, you know, we needed permission to go see friends. You know, most people, most parents, you know, were paranoid about this whole virus. You know, they don't want their son or anybody in the family being sick and getting, you know, anything too dangerous coming close to their family. And, you know, I totally respected that. Right. You know, gaming was a way to connect with them. And that's how I stayed connected with my friends because we haven't seen each other in months. And now that I moved away from California where I left them, you know, gaming is one thing that just connects us. You know, we... I hop on, they hop on, you know, we're all just, hey, we're laughing, we're talking. Oh, yeah, and, it's know, like you're physically hanging out, but, you know, yeah. but and, you're you know, not alone. It's sick. Exactly. And, like, say if you say if, I, if you were not able to hang out with your friends physically or on video games, you know, say you have, like, a different schedule, like you said. You know, you have that, if you stream, you have that community that you can talk to and in chat or if they, you know, if they're in a Discord with you, you can communicate with them. And it'll be exactly like, you know, hanging out with your friends in person, the friends you already had way before. Except you're just, you know, making new connections and, you know, make them yeah. a lot stronger. And it's something that, you know, I really look forward to when, I, when it comes to streaming and content creating. I'm not, you know, I just want people to, you know, to communicate and, you know, just have fun with while I'm gaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all for fun, right? Yeah, as frustrated fun. as we might get with that ego-driven competitive gameplay, so to speak, like at the end of the day, yeah, we had fun. <laughs> like, yeah, trading and as controller throwing as you want it to be. At the end of the day, it's all about having fun. Oh, I've lost so many headsets and mouse mice because of you know <laughs> my ego and my competitive aspect. Oh, yo, listen, we're all human, man. We're all human. Yeah, but you know that's what makes us us. You know. Like, that's just the beautiful part about us, you know? And some people might enjoy that grief. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. there's, there's all types out on the internet, which is cool. Like, I know, I know a lot of people like when I play, like, a toxic toddler or if, you know, I start getting wrecked by toxicity and I'm just getting wrecked nonstop and I'm, like, getting frustrated – some people enjoy that aspect of it, you know, and I'm normally cool, calm and collective. Like I am talking to you guys this whole time. Like, you know, I'm only human too. Like, dude, it's just like, oh man, like, you know, and then go off on your adult language rant and then you let it go, you know, <laughs> and you know, it is what it is, but you're going right back into it. You know, it's all about yeah. entertainment. Yeah, you know, that's it. That's it. You know, and you're going to have good times. You're going to have bad times. It's just all how you transpire to present yourself, so to speak. You know, I'm a very animated person, too. So, you know, I mean, that's what me. that's what they like to see. I mean, I, you, you see oh, yeah. the people that that stream. I mean, if it's very vanilla, it's very low. If it's very active, the, the, the streamer is very vocally active and does crazy shit online or this or that those tend to be the people that have the more i mean i guess you know but it's like you say is yeah it, the internet is like it's like new york it's a melting pot you find 
everything and anything on the internet. And you're gonna Oh yeah. You're always gonna find somebody that you fool. Sometimes you might find more, sometimes you might find less. But you're always gonna find somebody you fool. Oh yeah, definitely. There's always somebody out there that's going through the same things as you, and I can't stress that enough. If you're feeling alone over something, go to Reddit. Go go somewhere on the internet, Google it. You'll figure it out. You'll find I guarantee you you will find somebody that is going through almost the exact same thing or the exact same thing that you are going through and you will connect with somebody for sure. Actually, a good point that you pick up that we have never spoken about. And I'm going to just take a second to throw it. Yeah, yeah. You probably will, will agree with me with the whole being a streamer. And let's like Brian said, or like he, like he had somebody that asked him if he gets, you know, drained or something. Being a streamer is not easy. Oh, no, no. no it's so, really not. Put it in this perspective. No. Before all of the streaming stuff came out, the things that we do when we stream used to be used to qualify us for to be in the psychiatric ward. Oh, yeah. Speaking to yourself, making screaming at, 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 at nothing. So it's not easy. <laughs> it's mentally straining. And, oh, for sure. And me being a streamer and all the guys that we have here today are being being streamers. I think we could all say the same thing. If you think about streaming, if you're thinking about getting into it, you have to keep in mind that you have to mentally be able to disconnect when you're off. Keep your mind off of it and, you know, try to – how am I going to say this? Not – not saying it um you have to find a way to like like i use i use streaming and video games to 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 um relieve from the daily stress i do construction i work in manhattan i drive from manhattan to long island in and out every day i use gaming to disconnect from the reality and just relieve my stress from the day now if you want to if you want to get into streaming you have to be able to do the other way around, unwind from streaming because it's not easy. You, oh, there, no. There will be days that you, that you will have good days and you will have garbage days. Oh, yeah. That's and, so true. And from what's been going on in the, I would say maybe what, the last what year since, uh, you know, probably before COVID when you had all these streamers that started committing suicide and doing all this stuff. It is not an easy world. You sometimes you you get you get told stuff that you do not want to hear, stuff that will put you down. There are people out there looking to put put you down, and it's unfortunately it's the reality of the world that we live in, and that happens in everything. I yeah. do construction in the middle of the street. I put gas to buildings, and I have people coming up to me criticizing me. Why am I making noise? Why am I ripping up the street? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Meanwhile, I'm doing something to give something to other people that need it. So it, it's like everything. Only difference is you do not have somebody in front of you that you're able to confront. And, you know, even if you don't, you're not able to confront them physically. You're able to tell them what you have to say in the face and you relieve yourself streaming. You don't have that possibility and it's, it might affect you in a way that you're not expecting. So you have to keep that in mind. If you want to stream, 
Oh, yeah. You have to be able to disconnect and you have to be able to separate stuff because it's not an easy world and it can put you in bad positions. So you just have to always keep that in mind. And even if when you're thinking about doing it and even after putting that consideration, you say, no, I still want to do it, then do it. But still try to find a way to disconnect from the from the 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 the, the, the computer world and. Oh yeah, because it's it's not. I I listen. I've been streaming for almost a year, and I can see there's days that it's like it's bad. It, there's days that's bad. And there's days that's good. But I'm able to when I shut the computer off to to shut that little button in my head. Yeah. Only, only the only problem is is I'm not able to do that from the reality world, from the real world. That's the only problem. But I mean, everybody has that problem. Oh minutes. yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, if you guys want to dive dive deep in into that topic, me and my streaming partner, we actually like talk about mental health and then we talk about yep. streaming and then, you know, between like PTSD and everything uh-huh. like that. Like we're huge into that for sure. Um so yeah, I mean, I would love to set up a a, a podcast with you guys another episode to for where sure. we could talk about that, you know. Yeah, that's something we, I, I think, me, me personally being that I, I set up stuff, I've been thinking about that a lot, especially with this whole stuff. It's, it's like they say, you have the, if you see something, save something. In this case is if you feel something or if you think something, find somebody to talk with. Even, you don't have to talk 100%. to a doctor. Find a friend, find a parent, find somebody that you look up to. Talk to them, let it out. If that's, because we, it, Coming from a streamer and, and coming from a gamer and somebody who loves what he does and seeing all these big ni- big names, big people going through this and you, you never think that they do, just oh, yeah, no. don't hold it in. Talk with somebody and just, you know, just your mental health is very important, especially in, in the streaming world. Your mental health is very, very important. Oh, it's huge. Absolutely huge. I mean, we have one day a week where me and my partner literally disconnect. I disconnect from everything, you know, um, where I'm like, yo, look, listen, like, you know, I even put the phone down majority of the day. I don't answer texts, don't answer calls, whatever. Like if you try to reach me, good luck. Like if I decide to look at my phone, it's cool. If not, I'm disconnecting because I need to reset myself from the entire week and then get back ready to create content and crush it, you know? Um, it's a huge, huge step. It's definitely more mental than physical without a doubt. And also at the same time, like you got to take care of your body, take care of your mind and, and it'll take care of you. You know, streaming burnout is a huge thing. And, uh, especially like the first burnout normally happens on average around three months in, yep. if you're going hard with it, mm-hmm. um, and I know a lot of people that literally had to take like two weeks or, or a month. I mean, yo, you take your time for however long you need, but like, you know, it's a, it's a real thing. And I would love, you know, if you guys want to set it up, like I said, like for you guys talking to me and my streaming partner, because this is a huge topic that we actually talk about on our streams all the time, you know? Um, and that would be really dope because we're huge into that life, so to speak. Um, but unfortunately 
I do have to uh, get to step in because I'm actually late to my partner's stream. Oh, uh, no, for sure, for sure. We were just about to, uh, yeah, about to uh, close it off. Um, yeah. We're going to give you now just the last say. Let everybody know where they can see you. Let everybody know where they can get in touch with you. Now, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The stage is yours. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. All right. Yeah. I am the great Dom Modensen, as my streaming partner, Micro, would say. Uh, you can find me at twitch.com slash Dom Odinson. That's D-O-M as in Mike, O-D-I-N as in Nick, S-O-N as in Nick. And then you could also find me, the best place to reach me, interact with me, catch all my clips is actually on Instagram at Dom Odinson, all one word, exactly like I just said it on Twitch. And then, you know, YouTube videos and a YouTube channel. I have the channel, but videos are coming soon for sure. I've been working on editing those without a doubt. There you go, everybody. That's uh, that's our podcast for the day. I want to thank Dom for coming on. Thanks for my inter- interim uh, co-host, Brian. Brian, I appreciate you coming on, man. Everything was great. Thank you for coming. Thanks uh, for having me. And uh, you hear it, guys. Uh, we got another one in the in the bag. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, once again, this is Long Island Gaming League podcast sponsored by Monster Energy and Vertigear Gaming Chairs. Uh, uh, you guys know where to find us on all our social media. Appreciate you guys. And uh, please stay safe out there. See you next time.